Welcome to the Hot to Trot podcast. Today we will be talking about a role model in my life named Mr. D'Angelo. Mr. D was a marketing teacher at my high school. He taught marketing for over 52 years. One could argue that Mr. D was a celebrity at the school. Everyone knew who he was and everyone wanted to take his classes. He was always laughing and smiling and always called himself the sexy Italian because he was Italian. As he got older, he started to age, and his health declined throughout 2018. He started off the school year in August, teaching his own classes. He went full days and he seemed fine, but he wasn't. His health continued to decline as the school year went on, and after a winter break, we came back, but Mr. D did not. His health greatly declined every break and was unable to teach the second semester of my senior year. Mr. D's partner in crime, Mr. McCabe, who also taught marketing, was greatly impacted by this. All of the students were asking Mr. McCabe how Mr. D's doing and if he's going to be coming back anytime soon. Mr. McCabe's general response would be, he's doing fine and he just needs some time to recover. Everyone was scared of what was going to happen. They were worried to think that they might not ever see him again. In addition to marketing, Mr. McCabe and Mr. D were also advisors to an organization called DECA. Now, DECA is an organization where high school students are given business scenarios, and they have to brainstorm ideas to solve those issues. I was the face of DECA at my high school, and therefore I was closer to Mr. D and McCabe than anyone else. One night, Mr. McCabe called me and said that Mr. D is in the hospital and he's not looking well. He called me on February 22nd, 2019, around 11 o'clock. I remember that because I was at my friend's house with about 15 people, and I broke the news to everyone, and everyone was silent for a solid 10 seconds. Nobody could believe the sexy Italian could ever look bad. The next day, Saturday, February 23rd, 2019, was a gloomy one. The clouds covered the entire sky. There was a gray filter on everything around me. It felt like color didn't exist. In addition, everything was dark. It was like the sun decided, decided to take a vacation. I noticed it, but I didn't think much of it because in Ohio, things like this are common. Then, around 7 o'clock p.m., I was going to a different friend's house, Grayson's. The clouds were still there. The gray filter turned black. I felt like the night had turned the darkest I have ever seen it. The street lamps were on, and a fog appeared. And it made everything look like it was out of a horror movie. <laughs> the one thing that stuck out to me while I was driving was this weird feeling. It's hard to describe. It was, it's a feeling where something just doesn't feel right. Something was off. And as I pulled up to my friend's house, that feeling didn't subside. Of course, I walked to the front door. I talked to his parents. Then we proceeded to go downstairs to meet our other friends, Eric, Brady, Evan, and Logan. I brought up how eerie it was outside. And every single one of them agreed with me. They described it the same way. Something was off. 
But we went on our way and started to just hang out and have fun. It's hard to believe, but we could feel the darkness outside, even though we were in Grayson's basement. As the night went on, the darkness kept growing, and the eeriness kept growing. And once midnight hit, strange things started to happen. My friends and I were all watching TV, sitting on the couch about a foot from each other. Grayson's parents were asleep, and no one else was in the house. We were all laughing and having a good time. But then, all of a sudden, something fell behind us. All of us froze. Our skin turned white. Our hearts popped out of our chest. We all looked at each other in fear because we didn't know what just happened. We looked at what fell, and we discovered it was a ball from a shelf. It's one of those small basketballs you play with on door basketball. But we played that hours ago. There was no reason the ball should have fallen. The shelf was level. We could not think of any logical reason of how the ball could have fallen. It freaked us out a little bit, but it didn't scare us. A little later, we were doing the same thing, watching TV, but this time, we heard footsteps above us. Now, Grace's parents are still asleep, and there's no one else in the house. We did the same thing. We froze. Our skin turned pale, and our hearts popped out of our chest for a second time. Grayson went to investigate because it was his house, and we had thought it might have been his parents. He came back and said no one was up there. I asked him if this has ever happened before, and he said no. Then we started to talk about the possibility of that, of that being paranormal. I then brought up the eeriness that covered the night again. We decided to go look outside see how far the darkness had grown. The best way I could describe it would be the start of the apocalypse. The darkness was like being lost in the woods at night, being miles away from civilization. Even though we were in a suburb. The fog was more like streams now, compared to a blanket that, you, that usually covers... The night streets. The feeling that something was wrong had only grown inside all of us. This is what scared most of us. And it's definitely the scariest thing that's happened so far that night. So we decided to just go to bed, watch a movie, and just go to sleep. We went to sleep around 4 a.m. I shared the couch with Grayson while everyone else slept on the floor. <coughs> Excuse me. I was the first one up. I woke up around 9.30 a.m. I checked my phone to see an email from my high school. It said, Mr. D passed away earlier this morning at 3.22 a.m. from organ failure. I was in shock. 
Mr. D taught three different generations. I wanted my kids to experience high school with him because he made everything better. And I realized that wasn't going to happen anymore. I'll never be able to hear his laugh again. Or his smile. <coughs> Excuse me. Or hear him say, hot to trot. I woke everyone up as soon as I read the email and told them what happened. Nobody could believe me until they saw the email for themselves. We talked about it for a few minutes, but I just couldn't handle it. I just wanted to go home and lay in my bed. I gathered my things, got in my car, and started driving. A few minutes into driving, I thought of Mr. McCabe. I gathered the courage to call him, and he didn't pick up. I wanted to leave a message, but I couldn't clearly speak due to my, my quivering lip and the tears flowing from my eyes. It took me four tries to leave a short message for him. I remember exactly where I was when I left that message. Every time I drive by that place, I think of it. I got home. I wasn't able to say a single word before my parents came and hugged me. Turns out they got the email as well. And they were just as upset as I was because my mom was also taught by Mr. D. Later that day, I sent out a mass email to everyone in my high school and I put on my Snapchat asking people to wear a blue shirt or a DECA shirt the next day to school in honor of Mr. D. Typically, a person would need administrative permission in order to do this, but I felt like it was, an, it was not needed in this situation. My brother and I drove to school in our blue shirts. I walked into the building, and every single person was wearing a blue shirt, including administration. Mr. D wasn't just a teacher. He was a symbol of our community. He was a celebrity of our community. Everyone knew him, and he knew everyone by name. In my opinion, those paranormal events were caused by Mr. D in some way. I talked to my friends about it afterwards, and they agree with me. And in some way, we believe Mr. D had a role in those paranormal happenings. As Grayson said, that was Mr. D's goodbye to us. According to Namashiri, paranormal beliefs are hardly consistent with contemporary science findings. It is unlikely that the, that the mental events directly affect a physical event. Maybe we all think that the event had a purpose and not coincidental. Science would argue that there is a logical reason for these happenings. According to COFED, people who have a same gender role model tend to pursue a career in the role models field. Mr. D definitely had an impact on my life and career choice. He influenced me to join DECA and run for DECA state office to represent Ohio. This in coordination with classes are the reason I'm going into business as a career. Throughout this podcast, I've also used research from Curio to help better communicate this story to my listeners. Thank you for experiencing this story with me, and subscribe and drop a like for many stories like this one today. Thank you.